Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arkli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I talk to Arvind Parker, co-founder and CEO of SuperOps.ai, his new venture which has raised $3 million in seed funding to build cloud software for managed services providers. And that's after these headlines. ATM has added new features to the vaccine finder on its mini app store. Users can now filter vaccine slots based on location, age, vaccine type and fee. They can get notified around the clock when new slots open up in 738 districts and more than 19,000 PIN codes. The features are supported in 11 Indian languages. More than 1.5 million people have registered for the COVID-19 vaccine finder on its mini app store, Paytm said in a release yesterday. Google Pay has started allowing its users to send money across borders in partnership with two international money transfer services. To begin with, Google Pay users in the US can send money to India and Singapore thanks to a new integration with Western Union and WISE, Google said in a blog post yesterday. By the end of the year, we expect that US Google Pay users will be able to send money to people in more than 200 countries and territories through Western Union and to more than 80 countries through WISE, Google said. For now, the reverse isn't possible, TechCrunch reported, citing a Google Pay product manager. And the remittances are limited to individuals. So, if you're a Google Pay user in India, you could get money from your family and friends in the US. The new feature, however, isn't open to businesses yet. To send you money from the US, your friends can start by searching for your name and then tap Pay and select either Western Union or WISE. From there, they simply have to follow the steps to complete the payment. From now until June 16th, Western Union will offer unlimited free transfers when sending money with Google Pay, and WISE will make the first transfer free for new customers on transfers up to $500. The U.S. has its the U.S. is setting up an 800 megawatt wind farm off the coast of Massachusetts as part of its plan to get 30 gigawatts of power from wind turbines by 2030. Solar and wind-based electricity generation accounted for most of the growth of the power sector worldwide, according to a report by the International Energy Agency. That's likely to continue this year and the next, the agency said. The Europeans have the lead on offshore wind farms with an established 25 gigawatts capacity. In India, the government has a target of installing 175 gigawatts of renewable energy capacity by the year 2022, which includes 100 gigawatts from solar, 60 gigawatts from wind, 10 gigawatts from biopower, and 5 gigawatts from small hydropower projects. It was likely to take more time to get there for reasons including the COVID crisis. Renewable sources of electricity such as wind and solar grew at their fastest rate in two decades in 2020 and are set to expand in coming years at a much faster pace than prior to the pandemic, according to the report by the International Energy Agency. The growth in Europe and the United States will be even brisker than previously forecast, compensating for China's transitional slowdown after exceptional 2020 growth, the report said. According to the IEA's latest market update, the amount of renewable electricity capacity added in 2020 rose by 45% in 2020 to 280 gigawatts, the largest year-on-year increase since 1999. That extra power is equal to the total installed capacity of ASEAN, grouping of 10 Southeast Asian economies. In IT services news, 
Infosys, India's second biggest IT services provider, has been selected by Britwick, one of the leading branded soft drinks businesses in Europe, as a strategic end-to-end -end partner, the company said in a press release yesterday. Infosys will help Britwick modernize operations across software applications, cloud infrastructure, service management, and end-user computing. As Britwick's strategic partner, Infosys will provide end-to-end -end IT services and deliver a technology-driven approach to fulfill Britwick's business goals and strategic digital transformation roadmap. Infosys will also simplify and streamline Britwick's cloud infrastructure and operations using Infosys Cobalt, the IT company's cloud solution suite, while improving service delivery through analytics, automation, and process maturity, the company said. Capgemini has signed a five-year contract with Airbus to support a redesign of its global collaborative workplace, both in terms of working methods and tools. In terms of tools and technology, Capgemini will enable online publishing and sharing services, collaboration and productivity tools, messaging services, instant messaging, video conferencing, and digital telephony services. It was our ability to handle this project end-to-end -end from strategic scoping through operational transformation, integrating new technologies and cloud that made the difference, Neve Bhagat, CEO of Capgemini's cloud infrastructure services, said in a press release yesterday. Now, the current tools that managed services providers use to keep track of their customers' IT systems are outdated and not built for the world of cloud computing, says Arvin Parthiban, who is becoming something of a serial entrepreneur. Parthiban spent many years at Zoho Corp and then built a company called Sarget that offered website optimization to marketers, which soon got acquired by Freshworks. Yep, they're all in Chennai, where Parthiban stayed for a bit. Now he has teamed up again with his friend Jai Kumar Kurumbasalam to build superops.ai, which he says offers modern built-for-the-cloud products to manage services providers. Speaking to Forbes India, he explained why this was an opportunity to build a substantial software-as-a-service business. Yeah, so, so uh, great to catch up with you again, uh, Arvind. Uh, <laughs> I guess the entrepreneur in you won't give up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah, that's always been a uh, once a founder, always a founder. Until the dream is not uh, completed, we'll never give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, you have been in stealth mode uh, with your new startup, and uh, now superops.ai is out in beta. So, so tell us a bit about that. Yes, so uh, uh, basically, we are uh, building a uh, PSA and RMM platform for MSPs is a lot of jargons, but I'll uh, try to uh, simplify it. Basically, if any company has uh, uh, IT infrastructure need, be it an IT help desk or a monitoring software, if the in-house team takes care of it, it's, uh, it is an IT, IT SM or IT OM product. But if it's been outsourced, it's called the managed service providers. So mm. we make products for the uh, MSPs to manage their IT infrastructure. Okay. And uh, uh, you've mentioned uh, professional services automation and remote monitoring and management uh, in your uh, press Correct. release. Explain that to us a bit. So uh, let's assume, say, uh, there's a company with uh, 10 employees, right? If uh, the 10 employees have uh, IT needs like a laptop, 
uh, a printer, a router, a server. Uh, if providing the service and if it breaks, fixing it uh, will be a help desk, IT help desk team. Like if you send a mail, they'll fix it and everything. So that is what is called PSA, the, the help desk part where uh, uh, if you need a, if you need a new service or if you if it's breaking to uh, fix it, you reach out to the help desk. That is called the professional service automation. In the mm-hmm. same uh, uh, IT service, if I don't want it to be broken, I want to proactively fix, I want to monitor that particular asset. It can be a, a laptop or a server or as big as a data center to monitor and make sure before it goes down, we fix it. That is called remote monitoring and management. So the MSPs vary from small MSPs from 10 uh, agents to 2,000 agents. So we provide support to uh, small and medium businesses. Mm. And, and what's the what's currently the problem with the existing uh, tools for these things? So uh, if you see the whole uh, space uh, is being uh, managed by uh, uh, players who have been uh, in the industry for almost 20, 30 years. Like the competitors were built in 90s and most of the competitors, you won't even believe that, 80 to 85 percent of the competitors uh, who are using the product are still using in uh, uh, downloadable versions, not even in cloud. Okay. There have been a lot of security issues. There have been a lot, the product is very, very bloated and slow. Mm-hmm. This whole space has not been uh, evolved. Uh, and uh, uh, there the, is a new way of uh, automation and uh, uh, artificial intelligence makes a lot of difference. And what happened recently because of the pandemic is it also brought in new challenges. For instance, somebody who has been working in an office today is actually working from anywhere. Like someone who is in Michigan, Detroit, is now moving to Hawaii and say, I'm going to work from here. Right? Yeah. The distributed workforce has become normal. And the challenges for the IT team has become much more uh, different by providing accessibility and service for people working from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So the new age problems has new age challenges. And I think we are trying to address that problem. And the old uh, software which were built in the 90s are not equipped to do this. Hmm. And, and you have a dot .ai I, I imagine that would be because there is some artificial intelligence being built into your products. Uh, can you talk about that? Yes. So the idea is to bring in uh, uh, AI-based uh, product. But to be honest, I'll tell you, AI needs time, especially in this space, yeah. right? to provide an insight and everything. The AI has to understand the behavior, learn the missions, and then only we will be able to provide some insight. So what we call ourselves is an automation-first company. Like We call it intelligent automations automation first company and then AI in the coming years because uh, even the product requires trying to become an AI uh, product. So I don't want to call ourselves an AI product on day one, but definitely that's, that's the aspiration to be a, a in future. Hmm. And what does being uh, in beta mode mean? Does it mean it takes some more time for you to be fully commercially available? So uh, what we did is we actually co-built this product with uh, 25 uh, customers. Okay. So we, we basically want to make sure that the product is being built with the right pain point. Hmm. So they have been using the product so far. Uh, we've got good feedback. But I always believe that it is uh, more than that people who you have connections with or you have reached out. I want random strangers to come and test the product and give the positive feedback. So we just want to be on beta for 20 more days, get some honest, brutal feedback, and then go live. Hmm. And would this be sort of a completely cloud-native product? Yes, it's a completely cloud-based product, yeah. Okay, so it's sort of a public cloud uh, software-as-a-service model. Correct. 
Okay, excellent. Uh, so there's no need for anyone to install anything uh, on premises and things like that. No, it's, uh, nothing is needed. It's like a mm. typical product. You can access it from anywhere, uh, hosted on AWS and uh, all new age uh, tech stack. Okay. And I noticed in your press release, uh, you have uh, uh, Claymont uh, uh, on the, in the date line. Uh, you have an office there or what's happening? We are headquartered in the U.S. It's like the typical SaaS uh, selling from India to the world. Okay. It's headquartered in the U.S., uh, 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 but the company's operations happen from India as well. Eventually, we will hire people in the U.S. So right now, it's in the building phase, so we it's an Indian company. Uh, once GPM expands, we will hire more folks in the U.S. Hmm. Sorry, what, what did you mean? GPM? What was that? G, GPM, go to marketing. Go to yeah. market. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and where are you based? I mean, during your Zagat days, you were in Chennai. Are you still there or have you moved to the U.S.? I'm still in Chennai, the SaaS capital, as what I said. Okay, okay. And and, and you've uh, uh, raised some funding as well. Tell us about that and how will you use yeah, the right. money? Uh, we raised from Matrix and uh, uh, Elevation Capital. So, Matrix was part of uh, Zagat as well. Mm. So, uh, once I quit, I went back to Matrix and said, uh, I owe you guys a unicorn and... Uh, this time I'll come back and without even hesitation, they uh, committed and uh, we raised uh, a 3 million round, mm. uh, which also includes few uh, angel investors, noted angel investors like uh, Varun Shur from Kayako, uh, Ashish Tutsikan from Postest, uh, uh, Ramakan from Nicebase and so on. So yeah. uh, we raised a 3 million round. So right now, uh, so far we have used uh, the money to build the product. We have built a platform, three products together. And uh, in the coming uh, months, we are going to use this to uh, bring in the product market fit and uh, uh, achieve a milestone of a million dollars. So that's that's what we are going to use the money for to expand the growth. Can you talk about what has changed in India in the SaaS scene? What is different today? So I think, um, uh, okay, this is from my experience of my past companies, right? So we've always been a company... Uh, where we tried to tried hard to compete with the valley companies or the global companies, and we have been playing a lot of catch-up games in the past, right? So I think the evolution of being uh, uh, an alt software and catching up software has changed now, and uh, India has seriously been considered one of the innovative SaaS com- uh, hub in the world, right? So today we are not anymore a catch-up uh, uh, ecosystem. We we actually are innovating, we are actually setting footprints in how uh, a SaaS ecosystem should be. Hmm. So, the way the last 20 to 30 years, uh, thanks to all the uh, companies in the past and what kind of exposure they have given us, uh, I think the game is changing from not just being a catch-up player, from setting up trends to innovation is what is the new way of SaaS uh, in the coming months or years is going to be. That was Arvind Parthiban, CEO of SuperOps.ai. That's it for today's briefing. You can find all our podcasts on our website, hopesindia.com, and on Spotify. I'm Hari Arkley, and thank you for your support.